Welcome to Nintendo Dad's Retro Rewind. On this month, Zach, Marty, and myself are going to sit down and talk about Super Mario 2, the game that you selected. Hey, Zach, you got some sweet music? So if you do, cue it up. everyone and welcome to another episode of retro rewind brought to you by nintendo dads over at vgtb.com retro rewind is of course our monthly expedition expedition sure it's an expedition into the back catalog of nintendo and all of the goodness there uh did i say my name is zach erickson joining me tonight is uh justin masson from nintendo dads <laughs> what's going on justin <laughs> doing all right buddy you're stumbling over but yeah no it's good to be here to talk some uh Super uh, Mario Brothers 2, which I think is pretty awesome. And of course, this is selected by our patrons over on Patreon.com. They voted for it, we played it, and now we get to chat about it. Speaking of chatting out about uh, awesome games, Marty asked us, how are you today, sir? I am doing fantastic, ready to talk about what may be my favorite Mario game. Really? That's interesting. I... This is typically not what comes up. I yep. actually, growing up, I, I honestly, I'm I'm kind of right there with you, Marty. Actually, like as far as as far as my favorite retro, retro being like before the '64, like NES and the Super NES. This is my favorite uh, of those. I at know least. I know it's kind of heresy to not say Super Mario Brothers three, but the older that I get, um, I just had this realization a couple of years ago. I was sitting around playing it, and I thought. It's my favorite Mario game. It's so fun, dude. It's just, it's, it is weird and quirky and yes. in ways that just make it, uh, make it stand out in some pretty great ways. So, uh, I'm looking forward to talking about it and we haven't really talked at all about it so far. And so I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to getting into that. So, uh, I'm going to queue out or I'm going to fade out our music here before my phone dies and it just turns off anyways. But, uh, yeah, that is I, I'm glad that you're so excited about this right now. Justin, uh, mm-hmm. you, how are you feeling about... So this game, I, I guess, let's let's go backwards in time for a minute and talk about this game in context of, you know, when it was released and, and kind of how we enjoyed it. Did you did either of you guys play this when it was out, like when it was released? I did. You did? Uh, I received my NES... When I was eight years old, it was the Power Pack edition that came with the uh, Power Pad, Track and Field, Duck Hunt, and Mario. Nice. And not that was December of 88. So it wasn't very long after that that, that I, I got Mario 2. And I, I, I just remember being very, or maybe it was, maybe I got it in 87. I'm not sure. What I just remember it wasn't long until I got Mario. It's 88. Sure 80, being, October 88 is when it was released. So right, yeah, yeah. So that's why I was saying it may have been 87. I was just astounded that there was a sequel. Yeah, and that and that it was not like the first one. It was so weird that it was so much different. Yeah. So yeah, I, I remember playing this as an eight year old, and it's like grown up with me. Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Justin? Yeah, I mean, this this game for me, and I think, you know, I've, I've commented about it on Sean Capri's show. This game for me was, 
was really quite important in my childhood. Actually, I've, I've told the story before about uh, coming from a separated family and um, and asking for this game for I think it's my birthday or Christmas from my dad, um, and it uh, it never showed up. Um, uh, and I just kind of shrugged it off as you know what, whatever it was. And uh, several weeks had passed since Christmas or my birthday, and sure is sure enough, this beaten up brown package shows up in the mail and I unwrap it and it's uh super super Mario two. Um despite it's it's uh it, it's it looked like it had been probably dropped on the mailroom floor and kicked under someone's desk at some point. It was just all beat up. Um but it showed up. It showed up regardless. And I remember like uh you know I, I've had a long separation from my father, but this was one of those things that I remember just very distinctly in my mind um being there. This is kind of weird like omen almost or or, or token. So Super Mario 2, um, especially being a, such of a weird game as it is for me, actually holds very um, high emotional importance and connections to me, especially as a child. And, uh, you know, I, I I own it on, I think, every um, digital digital platform that I possibly could get it on. And I, I've just always kind of had it. Um, kind of holding on to it in some way. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a really it was a really cool game uh, for me in, in that way. Um, and just you know, going back and playing it now, um, you know, 30, almost 25 years later, you know, for this, it just, it just, it just brings back so many memories, right. Of, of that game. And, um, uh, and you kind of realize like how difficult it is at times and yeah. how really precision based it is at times. Um, and just how weird it is. Like, it's such a weird, it is such an anomaly and blip in the super Mario kind of realm. And it's also like, um, a lore or part of the, the Mario canon that Nintendo does a really great job in kind of always tipping their hats to their past in really nostalgic, loving ways. Um, and they've done this, sprinkled this out through throughout their games uh, several times. I, you know, 3D World is, is a recent recall. Um, stuff that we saw on Paper Mario, Color Splash, um, are all great examples of this. But they very rarely ever tip their hat back to this game. Yeah, and they almost kind of they almost kind of like this is like the lost uncle <laughs> or, or your long lost uncle that no one really wants at the party. But he shows up and he's kind of cool. But um, only like after you really get to know him, is he kind of cool? But the rest of the family don't like him and they want to pretend like he doesn't exist. And that's kind of where this game sits in the in the Nintendo um, pantheon. Um, but I think it's interesting because I, 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 and I don't want to, I don't want to like spoil anything here, Zach, because you're going to ask a question later, like, where do you want to see the Super Mario 2 franchise go? Right. Um, but like, I, I would love to see them re-spin this, right? As like an alternative, like, I'd love to see a new Mario where it's like, there's this like, alternative timeline all of a sudden he gets, and he gets, falls back into this world again. And I know yeah. it's a dream, right? But like, I don't know. It's just, there's, there's so much there. And and this game is and I, I'm getting on my soapbox here and I've talked about it before. This game is so important, like like this game is so important in the Super Mario lore that people forget that right. This game begins to this game gives us Bow or sorry Princess Peach and Toad as the first time it's ever ever playable. They begin to have attributes that Nintendo takes and defines going forward. Mar uh, Luigi's kind of hover jump right. Yeah. Um, uh, Princess 
uh, Peach, Daisy, whoever's hovering float with her skirt. These are all attributes of characteristics that are, are now found in these games. And they all harken back to this game, a game that Nintendo really didn't want to make. And they had to use another game to get it out the door. Yeah. Um, literally, well, and, and a, literally a skin too, of another that, game. Think, think about this too, that it didn't just define attributes going forward. It, it launched Mario into other media mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, with a, a, you know, whether you want to talk about it in a positive light or not, the super Mario brothers super show yep. yeah. was based off of Mario too. Yeah. The, the majority of it was based off of Mario too, as far as, except for Bowser and some of the enemies. But I mean, you had all of those characters in there. You had the, the fabulous four of Mario, Luigi, princess toad, you know, against the world. Um, Four days a week. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, and, you know, I really think, like, I, the question I wanted to ask you guys is this, is do you think that Mario would have been such a big deal in the the late 80s, early 90s, if it wasn't for Mario 2? I don't. Because, you I... know, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people want to want to credit Mario 3 as being like the best-selling NES game of all time and how that turned Mario into the cultural phenomenon. But what took him out of the video game world? It was Mario 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I, think it's, I think it's the one-two punch there, Marty. I think it's the combination of Mario 2 helping push them out of that. I think there was momentum and build. I mean, Mario was a pack-in game with the NES, right? So the, the sequel, and everyone loved it. Everyone played it, right? So the sequel had to had to be there. And, and I think it was it was such a good sequel that it, it it was just like the steam was building off of Mario two. It's it's now got its own TV show. And so Mario three hits and, and that just skyrockets. Right. So I don't I, think I, Mario let's, 3, let's be real. The wizard, the were was, uh, really well, that's a good point. Yeah. That, the wizard right? helps so, him that bump too. But the, I do think I do the, think those, the well-known you know, wizard, the, the, bump. The, Fre- the, the, yeah, the well-known Fred Savage bump, <laughs> uh, which if you have, make sure you take your ointments and cream to clear that up. Yeah. Um, three to six weeks, but, but I do, I do think those those things all roll into it. But that's a really great call out in relation to the cartoon because I didn't think of it that. So that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, you know, kind of going back to what you were saying before, Justin, about about so many of these characters. I think, with the exception of Birdo, N- Nintendo is very happy to just or, Nint- or Birdo and Shy Guys, I guess, are the two yeah. big takeaways snippets. from this game. They, yeah. they they've taken they've they've got the snippets. Yeah. But other than that, there's not really much else that comes from this game. Um, uh, or I guess we're yeah, bomb well, we're the bombs, bombs, were those original? The bomb. Yeah. This is this is kind of where they've gone with that. And they've kind of kept what they've taken from Mario 2 and, and kept. Uh, Birdo, Babom, um, Sniffit, and Shy yeah. Guy, and the ninja, little ninja guys, you know, like the little black stars. Black, yeah, the little black stars that jump up and down, you know? That, that uh, yeah, you can yeah, currently yeah. see in Super Mario Run. Yes, yep. yeah, and that's you know, right. And you know what the crazy thing about that is? Is those guys are in one level of Super Mario World. Really? If you go in, um, there is a, a shortcut that you can take in the Dark World that is a back door into Bowser's Castle that, you know, you play a shorter level. And it's full, it's like dark and you hit these blocks and it like lights up a disco ball 
and helps you see through the level. <laughs> and the enemies in there are Mecha Koopas and Ninjais. And that's, that's awesome. it. Like you never see those. You know, and, and that's what made me love this game even more when I was a kid. Cause like it expanded the Mario universe, you know, it, it made it bigger and it made it better. And like, as a, as a nine-year-old or eight-year-old playing this, like, and I'm thinking Mario used to just stomp on his enemies and shoot fireballs. Now he's picking up vegetables and throwing them. And he's throwing all these, what is he going to do in the next game? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it kind of gave me, it kind of gave the series this, because I mean, how easy would it have been to tread out a, a sequel? I mean, Japan did it. Yeah. Right? yeah. I and, mean, to just trot out a, a sequel with, with different things. And I mean, they were di- differentiating Luigi a little bit, you know, as a different character in a way with, with his abilities. But I mean, think about the massive leap, um, just in the, in world building that this was, yeah. if that's what you want to call it. Yeah. And there's so much vertical in this too, hey? Mm-hmm. Like this is this is a game that is so based on the verticality as opposed to the actual side to side scrolling, which was a huge change. And at times, actually, Marty, uh, and I think you might you might appreciate this. At times, it reminds me actually of Mega Man, um, <laughs> in that like verticality of going up. Uh, you know, I think of like it's like four one where there's ice blocks and you climb up a beanstalk. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot on the, the beanstalks on the right hand side is a lot of empty space on the left. You come up and you've got to kind of like go across. And it very much felt like at times like just give me a blast, the blue blaster, and it'll be fine here. And th- and there were things that that like about this game that you had to. It wasn't intuitive. Like it wasn't stomp on the turtle, kick the shell, go left to right, make it to the end of the level. Yeah. Um, there's one level in particular I'm thinking of, and it may be in World Five. I'm, I can't remember. You start at the bottom of this gigantic waterfall mm-hmm. and you jump up like three or four or five screens and you're just on clouds, you yeah. know, and you get to the top and there's a Pidgey, like the bird thing and the magic carpet. Yeah. And you, you know, you have to time your jump. You have to do a super jump, get on top of there, throw him off. And then you just have to keep going up until mm-hmm. you get to a vine. Yeah, yeah, no, then, yeah, that was like World Three or something, I think. Even yeah, and yeah, then hope yeah. that that magic carpet doesn't disintegrate before you get that vinyl. So you got to do it all over again. Yeah, and then you got like World Seven where you go to the right, and it's like, why can't I go right anymore? Yeah. Oh, I got to get on top of the bird, and I've got to mm-hmm. ride the bird all the way back to the left, and I've got to ride a rocket up to the next yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's all vertical from there. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was it was completely like going from a Mario game where it was left to right only, and you couldn't go back, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden we're in a, we're in a, like a whole new world. Yeah. You know, yeah, I knew it was coming which is <laughs> totally fitting considering where this game came from. Yep, exactly. And I think that's probably, you know, before we like jump too far in, into it and for, for those of you that, and I mean, if there's any game that is documented, the kind of the crazy history of super Mario two is probably that game. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so just for uh, let's give like a, a th- two minute synopsis of what actually happened in Japan. Super Mario, they they wanted to make a Super Mario 2, which was fantastic. They make Super Mario 2. Uh, they send it over to the U.S. and the U.S. testers basically say like, whoa, way too tough, way too hard. This will not work in the North American uh, audience. They basically send the game back to Japan with these notes. Japan then actually takes a game called Doki Doki Panic and then basically reskins the game. Um, and that game with Doki Doki Panic was actually meant to be a game tie-in to Fuji Television's Media uh, Expo. But they reskin it. The names, the characters, the themes were, were um, 
and, and then they send this back over to Mar uh, to North America as Super Mario Brothers Two. Um, it goes well. They decide to actually use it, and that's what we distribute out here is Super Mario Brothers Two. Now in the U.S. or sorry, in Japan, it's actually re-released later as Super Mario Brothers USA, um, and they got the original Super Mario Brothers. Um, uh, two, which was kind of like the Lost World, as I recall, for the us. Lost Levels is uh, what it's called. Lost Levels, right? So, so it was more because they didn't think that we could actually handle it. Um, yeah. That they that they did that they did a reskinned. Um, um, Lost Levels uh, is available on Virtual Console, by the way. If yep. you're if you are Absolutely. interested in that, the actual what was called Super Mario Two in uh, in Japan, that's what is known as Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels. Which is at least it's on the 3DS eShop. I don't know if it's on the Wii U eShop, but yeah. I don't know what you know. You were talking about Mario 2 being uh, the lost. What we know is the lost levels being so difficult, and I don't know what it is about games of that era needing to be difficult. But I was just reading about Mario 2 here that said that Doki Doki Panic, the the source material game, its ultimate requirement to beat the game was to complete each level using each protagonist. Oh my oh, nice. gosh. So you had to play each level four times. <laughs> yeah. And so they changed that when they made it Super Mario Brothers 2 and they added the run with the B button. That was not part of the original game. You could not run. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's, so, uh, so that's the changes were, of course, the reskin of the four characters, mm-hmm. um, the fluttering um, <laughs> animation of Luigi's legs was actually originated by Miyamoto. To justify his enhanced jumping, like oh, his fl- legs are fluttering, so he's keeping himself up there longer. Yeah, that's really funny. Um, star men were added, sound effects for coins and jumping. There were no sound effects in- for jumping in in Doki Doki Panic. Pow blocks, warp zones were added, and uh, Koji Kondo did the soundtrack. So if you ever, you know, like you get a hold of a copy of Doki Doki Panic, is not you're not going to hear the same music, you're not going to hear the same sound effects. You're going to see the same world and you're going to, you're, but you're not going to see some of the same items uh, and different things like that. Wow. This is really interesting. I'm looking at this here. Um, I'm looking at the original. So Doki Doki Panic was originally like this. Uh, I mean, you kind Arabian of. Arabian Nights kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm looking at the character designs of the original four. Um, and it's, it's really interesting. Like, so. It's a family. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you've got Mario, which is, like, just this little dude. Uh, Luigi's is the most drastic change. It's almost like he's this. A, it's like a wizard He's a or woman in the original. Is he? They call, like, that character is named Mama. Mama, which actually, I mean, it does, you know, because of the, the, the bigger jump. It's, oh, okay, I see. And so it's like a, like a, the parents are what? Toad is the dad. Um, Luigi uh, is the yeah, mom. It's, and then there's like the regular normal balanced Mario character, which is the actually I think uh, yeah yeah Toad's the dad, Mario is the son, yeah, and Peach then Peach is the mother, and then the daughter is Princess Toadstool. Princess yeah, Peach. And the which, I mean the sprite heights were, are were they were they too. still calling her Toadstool at that time? Uh, yeah, I I think the first time we ever saw Princess Peach was actually. I want to say the first time I ever saw Peach, that was Mario Kart 64, but I could be wrong on that. Um, if that was the first time, that's the first time I ever saw it. But I remember taking this, um, the manual for this game uh, around to school with me because it was back when, you know, 
the the books that came with the game actually had like mm-hmm. really cool art and and stuff in there. And I remember like really getting made fun of <laughs> for for that as right. a kid. Like, why are you carrying this game manual around? But I like I wanted to draw the characters and I wanted to. I wish they'd bring back game books. I know I know they're digital. All right, here's the name for here's the name for Peach. This is under the Wikipedia, so you know it's true. In Japan, the princess's name has always been Peach since her debut in the original Super Mario uh, Brothers, but she would go on to be renamed Toadstool in the English language manual. The English version of Yoshi's Safari in '93 marked the first yo- usage of her name Peach in the Western world. Although she would go back to being named Toadstool in Wario Land, Super Mario Land Three. In Mario 64, which is in 96, she uses both names in a letter addressed to Mario with Peach being used for her signature. From Mario 64, or Mario Kart 64 onward, the name Peach has kept, was kept unchanged for the English version. And the name Toadstool fell into disuse from this point onward, eventually making its last appearance in Super Mario World, Super Mario Advance 2. There you go. Uh. The history of Princess Toadstool aka peach uh she's wow. always been peach I, that's surprising to me that her name has always actually been peach um at least in J- japanese but there you go the more you know so um so yeah like it's so interesting to me that basically other than the original family uh everything else was kept the same right like like that, that is yeah like there were some there were some aesthetical changes right like the the bird mouths were were changed differently than what they are for Doki Doki Panic like they're kind of more of a, a mask in Doki Doki Panic whereas in Super Mario 2 those are actually like the bird mouths that open when you get the eggs and you go into it so i mean but other than that like aesthetically a lot of it just stayed the same and that yeah. that that part always as a kid it creeped me out oh like, sure like, yeah yeah why, why am i why to progress to this game do i have to get in this bird's mouth yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks like more like a little weird mask or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that's... It's, it's 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 just such a it's such a change of form. And I can only I can only imagine like they had success with Super Mario one. And they're like, how do we make like this part of anything like this? Doesn't there's no pipes. Right. There's no bows or like, how do we connect these things? And it's like, well, why don't we just say it's a dream? And someone's like, good idea move with that right like (laughs) it's it's a dream so we can do whatever we want and and it's just fine um kind of like link's awakening right like similar sort of like oh this is freaking weird why is there a chain chomp in this in this game uh it's a dream it's a dream right um and then and then obviously to to then roll this into super mario 3 which is such a hit and i think began to put even more foundational um concepts into the super mario series that we see now even now more executed on right so it's it's just it's it's a very important game um historically um yeah very cool man i'm just looking at this original like looking at some of the promotional art from doki doki panic and that's what's weird me out like (laughs) yeah like weird like the fact that that uh um well you know why it's called doki doki panic right uh, no. So the the actual title is Yumikojo Doki Doki Panic, uh, which was Yumikojo was the name of the like the company. It's it re- basically translates to Dream Factory uh, that was releasing the game. 
Doki Doki is kind of a, uh, it's like a, a, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this. It is an, uh, it's a Japanese like onomatopoeia. Okay. The sound of a heart beating quickly. Okay, sure. So it's like panic. That, yeah. That's really just the name of the game is a heartbeat and panic. It's just like like Ooh. heart palpitations or whatever. Like yes, that's so funny. Uh, it was it was created by like Justin said Fuji Television. It was to promote the um, an event in 1987 called Yumi Kojo. Oh, here we which, go. It's um, it translated as it, Dream Factory Heart Pounding Panic. Heartbeat panic. Yeah. It's Wikipedia says it showcased several of the latest TV shows and other products at the time. So, uh, it, it was the, these guys, these four in the family, you know, where they were the festival's mascots. So wow. the game was just intended to be promotion. That's crazy. Cause it's so good. Right. Like, yeah. That's the thing that's so surprising is that, is that just for that? It's, it's just like, <sighs> they created this whole game. That's so good. So I'm looking at this, like, so comparing that to this sort of heart pounding panic, do you feel like, do you feel like this game portrays that? Like, like I, I guess for me, I am thinking when I first think of super Mario brothers two and heart pounding panic, right? Doki Doki panic. I think of every time I picked up a key and had to go anywhere and, and a mask, those weird masks like start moving around and it's just like, Oh geez, I'm screwed. I got to run. I got to get the hell out of Dodge, whatever's going on, right? And just like get to where I'm going right now because some weird mask just started floating around and is on my case. Yeah. Like, and to me, it's, it's those levels in the desert where you're caught between like three or four of those snakes that are shooting bullets mm, out of their mouths. Yeah. yeah. And they're all jumping all around, you know, at different heights. And yeah. I mean, there are some pretty tense areas in this game. Yeah. yeah, or you're digging a hole hole in the sand, and there's the uh, bad guys who are kind of like walking by, and then they fall in the hole. So you've got like dig oh jeez, yeah, five blocks down, move over, do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, that's totally yeah. true. That's terrifying. Uh, okay, so can I make a confession? Yes. That sure. When I first played this game, um, it took me about three days to figure out that you could pick up Birdo's eggs. Oh no! <laughs> like the very like I'm, I'm saying like the very first time I played it, you know, sure, like yeah. uh, as a as an eight year old kid, I was like standing on top of him. I'm like, why will it not pick this thing up? I just want to throw it, you know. <laughs> and then it's shooting its eggs, and then like one day, I was just like standing on top of him and flying all the way back <laughs> to the back of the stage. <laughs> and, and I was like, one day I was playing it, and I was complaining to my mom, and she's like, well, why don't you pick up the egg? I'm like, you can't pick up the eggs. I push the B button and it goes, whoop, makes that, you know, pickup sound. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, all right. I you're, feel like, you're like, dang really it. Really stupid right now. Cause I had been like, you know, getting to the end of one, one and going, this game sucks. <laughs> what is going on? That's awesome. That's really funny. Uh, yeah. I, I I remember spending a lot more lives trying to kill that stupid mouse and he's throwing the bombs. Um, I used to, yeah, I used to always remember dying at that spot, but, but yep. this time I was like easily, very easily able to grab the bombs, place them back up there. You can catch them. 
Yeah, I know. That's the point. Like I was able to, and, I, that's exactly I what like, I did. Yeah. I didn't know that until, and, and really about the whole catching, uh, you know, action, I guess you don't really know that you can do that until the end of the game, unless you just happen to have it happen. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden you're at the end of the game and you're fighting Wart, who, by the way, is the most underutilized Mario villain of all time. Yep. Yeah. I mean, come on. I've, I fully expected that somewhere along the line we'd see him in like Mario and Luigi or, you know, something oh, like that. He'd be I mean, great. Just, he'd be like a great visit, like a villain for one of those like RPG games or. Yes. Something like that. That'd be great. Oh, my gosh. Give me a Super Mario 2 RPG. Yeah. And that's and that's that's a little bit of my point here, right? Like Nintendo kind of like tries to forget this game exists and they don't pay it its kind of respect and tribute um at all in any context. And I think that that's a huge miss. I really do. I flipped out in uh Paper Mario Color Splash the first time I walked into a a secret door and it started playing that uh that music, you know, that it plays uh from the like the when you're selecting your character. Yep. Is that when I think it's when it's like the, the character select screen mm-hmm. in Mario two, but it's playing it in that room. And I was like, are they, they're, they're about to do Mario two in this game. They're about to do Mario two and pay Mario Kart splash. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then nothing else happened. No. Yeah. And, and I'll say this too. Cause I know I'm serious. I could sit and talk about this game literally all night. Uh, the soundtrack on this game was so yeah good. that is actually one of my favorite things about this game is the soundtrack because from from the moment you drop out of that door in yeah. one one you're like what is you know this song no i know it's I mean, like, awesome like, <laughs> keep going it's it's so recognizable <laughs> yeah you know, it totally like, is that's mario music yep it absolutely is. Yeah, no, it's oh, it's so now good. I wanna, now I want to play it like right now. <laughs> yeah, I well, and it's you know, it's funny because like hearing you guys talking about it, I, I actually like I had played it at a friend's house a bunch. Uh, I never probably beat got through the first world though, right? Because just the nature of playing a game at your friend's house, especially on the NES where there was no save games, right? Like, so it was All always right. like it was always like you boot it up. And you play through the first couple of levels, and then I had to go home, right? And so, uh, I, I, the, the NES Classic was actually the first time that I've been able to play through it in a way that I like that I actually took the time to do it and and really mm-hmm. play as much as I could. And so I didn't get, I don't, I didn't finish it. Like I don't have the the history with this game that you guys do. I, I don't have the. Um, muscle memory i guess i don't know with some of this stuff like i was kind of figuring it out as i was going along um but just even you know like you were saying like some of the timing with some of those like later birdo boss fights like when all of a sudden wait a minute it's not just shooting eggs all the time it's shooting weird fireballs at me now what's going on yeah right and and trying to get the timing uh it would birdo would start shooting eggs in a way that if you if you try to pick up the first one then you're going to drop and then immediately be hit by the second one, uh, you know, just stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, what's going on? I can't figure this out. And so, uh, but I'm going to keep playing through it as well. And it's really, uh, it's really fun. I really, is there any, this is maybe just the way that I play it. I don't see the value of playing as anybody other than peach because it's so much easier with peach because of the float. 
Um, is there that- are there are stages that I need to play as Toad? Okay, and what is so, so Toad is faster, and I think Toad that- Toad is is the fastest character in the game. He also has the crappiest jump. Okay, uh, but he he's also the strongest. Yeah. So he picks things up incredibly quickly. Oh, okay. So like the desert levels, when you're digging, you need Toad. Oh, okay. You got to have Toad because Princess, on the other hand, has the best, the best, uh, or the, the longest hang time, but she's also the slowest character that picks things up because she's right. the weakest. Okay. So that you, you want to use her on like, you know, like all level one. Yeah. Use, use speech. Right. But then like when well, I get to level four and I'm in the ice world, I need someone who's not too fast, but not too slow and has pretty precise, moderately good jumps. So I'm going to play Mario, right? Yep. Mario's good around, you know, he's, he's all around at everything. And then Luigi will just, I, I like to throw him in this cause just for fun, just, for just fun. like everybody else. And you know, I, treats Luigi. I love that concept too, by the way, of, of, uh, you know, like we saw them revisit this, you know, you were saying before, Justin, like, where would we like to see this go? the fact that they revisited the roles of these four characters in, uh, in super in 3d world, right. Where they had, they went back and they revisited this. It's surprising to me when they went back and did that, that they didn't pay more homage to super Mario two at the same time. Like they, they took this concept right out of this game and yet then they just went super bland with the rest of 3d world, which I thought was a big disappointment, but uh, I would love to see them revisit this. And even just the idea of, of dream stuff. Like I, I actually have kind of revisited. I have Mario and Luigi dream team on my 3ds and I kind of revisited that a little bit, but just the idea of revisiting this dream world, like dream dream team doesn't do that. Right. Like dream team is just like weird. It's just an excuse. And it to was have a, a total setup for that. Like they totally could have done that. Yeah. They totally could have done that. They totally could have had the, because it's a dream, right? And so why why is Wart not you know the the one responsible or something? And uh, yeah, that's re- really cool. I I I would love for them to revisit this the, this world. You know where the only other appearance of Wart has been, right? Mm. He has been in another game, Smash Brothers Trophy. Well, um, maybe not. Yes, <laughs> I don't know but, if that's true. Uh, as an actual <laughs> thing that you interact with. He is in Link's Awakening. Is he really? Uh, Where uh, is he? Yes. There is a uh, frog, a giant frog character named uh, Mamu, who you have to end up getting a very important item from. He's part of the um, trading game. Okay, like the conveyor it, belt like thing? There's a, whole, there's a whole like meta game that goes on in Link's Awakening where you trade for... Um, you eventually, if you trade all the way through, you get the boomerang, which for some reason is the most important item in the entire game, <laughs> like the most powerful game period. Um, and he basically, he, no, let me, let me take that back. I'm sorry. He teaches link the fir- the third and final song for the ocarina, which is the frog song of soul after paying him 300 rupees. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. He remarks that the ones who hear the song feel more alive. He cannot be revisited afterwards. 
and he and his frog choir are away on tour, according to the sign outside the pond. But like when you go in and look at him in the like the sprite they use for the game, it's Wart. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm gonna look this up. Wart in Link's Awakening. And... It, I mean, it's oh it's yeah, totally oh him. totally is, dude. It's exactly him. Which makes that game even more cooler to me because it had all the Mario references in it anyway with the chain chomps and Goombas. And, yeah. Uh, oh, that's so good. I love that. You know what's interesting, so, too, is yeah. like looking at Wart, um, it is so interesting to look at Wart's design. I'm looking at War- a picture of Wart and the Bowser from the Super Mario Super Show or whatever, and it's... It's actually very surprising how similar those two designs are. I don't know. If oh, it's... yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's really uh, interesting. so interesting bit of trivia that I just. Uh, I just found here and you can take it or leave it. Mamu is Wart's original name in Super Mario 2 in Japan. Really? Man, yes. see, this is, this he, is so cool. U.S. localization changed his name to Wart. I like Ooh. it. So it's it's pretty much the the same character. Yeah. Dude, this is so cool. Uh right on, man. This is I love this game. This is one of my favorites and what an awesome one to kind of round out the year too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also rounding out season 1, right Justin? Like this season is Season 1. Season 1 is now complete. Uh 13 episodes in season 1 of Retro Rewind. Uh just you know, arbitrarily say in season one, it is we may we may kind of tweak things as we go uh, to improve your listening uh, experience moving forward with uh, retro rewind. But I think that this is a really good note to go out on uh, for sure. So mm-hmm. cool. Do we have any emails or anything from people about about Super Mario? As we you know? we don't we don't. But what what should people be playing right now for January? Is Legend of Zelda a link to the past? Yeah, that is what you should be playing right now. Uh, it's available on your Wii U or your 3DS. Yeah. All right, we're so, gonna have to talk 3DS for maximum enjoyment. Yeah, we're we're gonna need to talk about real quick um, because I've never played that game before, ever. I've never played Link to the Past. I actually have. I'm farther in it now, which is not that impressive, uh, but I'm farther in it now than I have ever been um so you're experiencing this for the first time yeah yep i am i have played through a link between worlds and that was the one thing that was kind of keeping me from playing this game was i had already played a link between worlds therefore why should i bother to play this uh-huh. uh and it's a little bit you know i mean there's definitely similarities it's interesting to play them in reverse but uh also I appreciate it. You know, there's something about playing this thing on the 3DS that is actually really enjoyable. Like, it's just a good mm-hmm. game. Um, well, can I can I ask, since you are playing it for the first time, r- without spoiling anything for next Retro re- Rewinds, thumbs up or thumbs down? So far, it's thumbs up. I'm... St- um, my only thing is that it's not... I'm used to more modern... Uh, portable Zelda games that are a little bit more like they kind of tell you where to go. Um, I am not opposed to using like walkthroughs and stuff though, but I'm at a point right now where I'm in the, I'm in the desert. I got mm-hmm. the, I got the weird book uh, to get into the du- desert dungeon. Sure. But I can't 
figure out where the heck I'm supposed to go. Like, I think it's just a matter of I'm, I don't remember how to kill some of the enemies that are in this temple, uh, in the desert temple, because I went, I got to the place where there's the big chest and I don't have the big key and there's like different exits at that temple to like go outside. Do you have the bow and arrow yet? Yeah, I do. Okay. So there's some enemies maybe in there. Do they the ones that have like laser beams, the laser beam ones? No, uh, like they look like big armored bugs with like, like they have one eye. Yeah. You can shoot those with the bow and arrow and then they explode, right? And they explode, but you have to hit them when their eyes are open. Okay. And so like a lot of them move in like a reverse pattern from what link moves. Right. So like if they'll turn away from you when you're turned away from them, so, or, or turn away or they'll turn toward you when you turn away from them. So you shoot the arrow and then turn away. And it'll blow them up. Okay. Yeah. See, I got to figure that out, but it's, uh, I really like it so far. It's, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. It's just fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing through more of it because it's, it is much more, it, it lends itself to the portable, uh, style very well. And I, cool. I definitely kind of over, over depend on, um, save states whenever I play virtual console games, but so uh, such as the nature of the beast. Is that how you say that? I don't know. <laughs> it is for tonight. Right. It is now. All right, I, I Zach. Just, I just started my playthrough of it tonight. Yeah. So nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to, I'm actually going on vacation tomorrow. So nice. I have that and the original Yokai watch to um, finish up. I'm right at the very end. Uh, I'm just not as powerful as I need to be finish it because, but i've got to finish it up because i got yokai watch 2 uh for for christmas nice are you bony or are you fleshy i am fleshy and my son is bony <laughs> <laughs> excellent i like it it's so it's so bad it comes with age man it's just a natural part of the aging process it's just yeah. become more fleshy that's just how it works i don't know all right well if you want to follow us on how fleshy we are uh i don't know uh you can follow us on all the social medias uh twitter facebook or instagram at nintendo dads you can uh, go over to vgtribune.com and find uh the show follow us on all the youtubes and everything uh i don't know uh change the world with itunes reviews and uh until next time this has been an episode of retro rewind from nintendo dads and thanks everybody for listening bye-bye Nintendo Dads.